happy enders. Happy New Year. You guys got through a whole week in 2019. So let's do it. Uh, sponsors, still the same. Um, if we, if anybody wants to sponsor me, lotion, CBD oil, anything, I will take sponsors. Pizza, um, please contact me at joyshappyendings at gmail.com. And we still have Blue Apron. Blue Apron is an amazing service. They bring your food to you in a box. You don't even have to get out. Just make the FedEx guy do everything. He has a job. Um, that sounded bad. Um, yeah, so Blue Apron, what they do is they send you a box with all the food in it and a recipe. And um, all you have to do is cook it. So if you met someone on New Year's and you want to show off your cooking skills but you don't have any, I mean, this will do it. And Blue Apron, if you go to blueapron.com slash happy endings, which is B-L-U-A-P-R-O-N dot C-O-M slash H-A-P-P-Y-E-N-D-I-N-G-S, you get 30% off your first box. And it's fucking worth it, I promise. Um, famous Smoke Shop. Let's bring in the new year, 2019. Maybe you guys want to start smoking cigars. Maybe cigars are the new thing in and you want to be on top of the trend. Famous Smoke Shop, you can use promo code HOT20, which is H-O-T-2-0, and get $20 off your purchase of $145 or more. Or HOT10, which is H-O-T-1-0, and you get $10 off your purchase of $85 or more. So get to smoking. Get to puffing. A handy app. Handy app is a very awesome app. It's a one-stop app. Like you can get somebody to clean your house. You can get somebody to build shit that's still in the box that you got for Christmas that you don't know what your Aunt Myrtle got you, but you want to build it just to see anything like that you want to show off. Um, HandyApp.com is an awesome, awesome app. Like pool service once it gets warm enough to get in a pool or maybe you want to do the polar bear dip i don't fucking know um but handy app if you use promo code app save 30 which is a p p s a v e three zero you get 30 percent off your first booking shoe dazzle we all know this chick loves shoes i might be a fat girl who doesn't know how to dress but god damn it i love shoes shoe dazzle what you do is you take a quiz and upon what your answers are they start sending you shoes based on what you like and every month you get a new pair of shoes you can suspend it if you need to spank it if you like you become a dominatrix it's 2019 you never know what you're gonna do um but hap if you use promo code happy shoes at shoedazzle.com promo code happy shoes which is h-a-p-p-y-s-h-o-e-s you get tender alerts for your first box i mean who doesn't want to pay for a box for 10 bucks? And last but not least, Dollar Days. Dollar Days is a huge website that you can buy stuff in bulk. You can buy shirts, jackets, shampoo, conditioner, anything like that. Um, who knows? Maybe you met a lot of people in 2019 and you want to start giving them shampoo. Maybe you want to start cleaning up the dirty guys that you start dating. We've all done it. Mine was in 2000s. But um, if you you if you go to Dollar Days and you use promo code HAPPYENDINGS20, which is H-A-P-P-Y-E-N-D-I-N-G-S-2-0, you get $20 off your purchase of $200 or more. Or Happy Ending Ship, which is H-A-P-P-Y-E-N-D-I-N-G-S-S-H-I-P, you get flat shipping rate for $9.95. Now, this episode is Tony Hinchcliffe um, from Kill Tony. Uh, what we do, John and I do every Monday night, it's date night. We go to Kill Tony because date night is me trying to get up on stage because I'm selfish. Um, I love Tony Hinchcliffe and I am so excited I finally got him on the table. Uh, he is honestly one of my favorite comedians. He cracks me up. He has a couple bits that are hilarious. So I hope you enjoy. Can you uh, sit that next to that Mallory head block thing right there? Yeah. All right. Is everything adjustable? Do I need to move it? No, everything is good. Alright. This is exciting. This is very exciting. You said shoulders, right? Yep. Okay. This uh, is extra exciting for me because I got one yesterday. Uh-huh. So, this is really what I've needed for a long time because my shoulders are so bad that I've needed to like double up and Triple up, and people are like, you don't want to do too much, and I'm like, I'll wait until I reach that line of having too much before I ever complain about having too much. Right. I have a lady who once, yeah, once every two months we do a two-hour. Wow. And I kick her ass. Yeah. Everything just rebuilds back up in my shoulders immediately afterwards. Like, 
it was like an hour after a massage where I'm happy and peaceful and life is good. But then uh, it just clumps up again. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're already. Yeah. Get undressed, get on other sheets. Ooh, you're in for a treat. No, I promise this is not a dream. It's just a happy ending with Joy Eileen. So on the table, I have Tony Hinchcliffe. Yay! Hello! This is exciting. For everybody who's listened to the podcast, I've talked about Kill Tony on almost every one of them. <laughs> so it's exciting to find me. Holy shit. All right. Yeah, there's a lot going on down there. Yeah, there is. These shoulders are, uh, you know, I, I have man shoulders on my boy body. You do have man shoulders. And there's other parts of me that are like, four-year-old boy and uh you do have tiny pinkies that is true that's what the lady said is that i have anyway (laughs) (laughs) and uh so yeah my shoulders have always been a problem i was once getting a massage and well every time i've ever gotten a massage before from anyone that hasn't massaged me before they always end up freaking out and they go uh oh wow big problem in shoulder what do you do and all this? And uh, I always say, oh, I'm a comedian and writer and uh, I travel a lot. And then one time, a masseuse actually told me that it's because I'm a writer. She said that when you type, it's like the worst thing for your shoulders because of those little tendons that go all the way up that you type with leave just gunk up there. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, she actually, like, knew it. She's like, I knew you was right, though, because of problem in shoulder. And it's true, because I don't know about you, but, like, especially, like, if I'm writing, like, a really intense chapter or a really intense scene, I kind of hunch over my keyboard, and I type as fast as I can, and I have no regard for what my shoulders are doing. I don't give a fuck. And then I'll come out of it, and I'm like, oh, shit. It was worth it, but oh, shit. Um, yeah, and uh, it's just crazy. God, that feels so good. You're tired. Yeah, I'm serious. Uh, I worry a lot about a lot of things. You can tell, because I've already pushed your shoulders down like two or three times. Well, okay, let's go. Yeah, I'm a stressed out guy. I guess it probably comes from being raised in a tough neighborhood and uh, being like scared all the time as a kid. Oh. Were you the youngest? Yeah, by far. I have 12 years. I have four older brothers and sisters, and they're like 12 years, 14, 16, 19 years older than me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it sort of helps. I think it sort of helped construct who I am, this crazy, confident weirdo. <laughs> that's amazing, though. Like, I know that's the thing I have to work on is the confidence. I don't <laughs> have that thing but it's amazing to watch people get on stage especially during kill tony when they just strut up there and just eat a bag of dicks but have just the confidence in the world like what the why how how why you yeah it is crazy and you know the confidence helps with a lot of things it helps you do every spot you can helps you to think that you can actually compete you know, you definitely have to have sort of a, oh, you know what, if you want to, uh, if you want to shut that door all the way, yeah. Oh, yeah. we always just leave our patio doors open. <laughs> of course, they're sawing something the one time I'm ever doing a podcast from here. <laughs> we were doing, um, Bert's at Bert's house, and they, I don't know what they were doing, they were tearing down a house, it sounded like. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, it's the... It's fun. It's live. It is yeah. not scripted. What I was saying was, you know, in order to make your, uh, you know, in order to, I think, really do anything in comedy, I think, you know, even people that don't seem confident are a lot more confident than they think because they're there in the first place. You know, that takes a lot of confidence. Yeah. Confidence on stage grows. You know, it's a, that's a growing thing. Not everybody always has that. But... Nothing says confidence like putting your name in the bucket or signing up for an open mic or 
you know, anything like that. To me, that's already more confidence than anybody in the audience. Right. I know the whole audience wants to do it. They yeah. could, they could lie to me as much as they want, but they any real Kill Tony fan sort of thought about what their minute would sort of look like. Oh, John wants to do it so bad, oh, but he's such a pussy. <laughs> he's like, I would get up there and I'd be like those fainting goats, and I'm like, oh please, please do that. <laughs> And everybody thinks he's a comic. They're like, oh, you're the comic. He's like, no, no, it's my wife. They're like, who's that? I appreciate that. So have you ever broke anything? Any crazy hospital stories? Any crazy broken bones? I did go to the hospital a couple weeks ago for that kombucha accident that I had where I lost a lot of blood all in uh, one day. I uh, had a bottle of kombucha that I was putting in my shopping bag that I was... You know, it was one of those days where, like, because as you could tell, I don't know if you noticed, but I live extremely close to a very grocery store, fun little intersection here. Yes, you do. And um, I live right next to a Trader Joe's. Well, not next to, but it's sort of behind me. And um, I, it was one of those days where I remembered to take my own shopping bag. You know, it's like, oh, I'll take a shopping bag over to Trader Joe's. I might get a couple drinks real quick. And uh, I was putting a glass bottle of kombucha in my bag, and it hit the ground, fell out, rolled out of the cloth bag, hit the ground, glass shot up, went through my arm, and I lost a comical amount of blood. That's the only real word to describe it. Looking back on it, it was hysterical. I've already actually written a short film about it in my head (laughs) since then, about a guy that goes to the grocery store and drops a bottle of kombucha and just slowly dies like you never think it's actually going to happen because he's he's bleeding the whole time and sort of laughing and joking about it, but it was such a terrible wound that towards the end of it, I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to fucking die at a Trader Joe's. This is pretty crazy. I'm surrounded by guys in Hawaiian shirts telling me everything's okay, which is very hard to believe. <laughs> and uh, But then I got a second wind, drank some water, and by the time the ambulance got there, I'm like, fuck it, I'm okay. I got I to gotta eat some food, because I was already lightheaded from not eating that day. Uh-huh. So I came here, because I already had food made. I was just going to Trader Joe's to get drinks. Eat some food, I feel better. My wife throws a couple butterflies on the wound. Really, does an actually really good job. Take a nap, go to work that night. And I'm talking to Eleanor Kerrigan in the kitchen at the comedy store, and I'm telling her about what happened earlier. And all of a sudden, I go, and you know what? I actually feel like I'm about to pass out again right now. And it hit me again. I walked by, I think one of you guys in the yeah. kitchen out that back door. And I sit down right next to the first car that I see out there. And I mean on my butt. Because another thing is that I have had is uh, a lot of passing out in my life. I'm like a little baby Tony Soprano at times. Oh, that's a fucking spot right there. I had this lady yesterday. I went, oh my god. It's crazy. It like rushes through my fucking brain. Anyway, oh, that's so good. Oh my god, whatever that spot is right there, I have fucking issues. That is right on top of your scapula. Oh my god. Anyway, uh... God, it's hard to think of. I'm in a fucking spot. That is incredible. That's like a... That's like a fucking gateway to my portal of my brain. Um... How many times have you passed out, then? Oh, that's right, passing out. Um, a ton. Probably like twice a year, my whole life. Okay. At least. Um, some years were worse than others. And when I first started comedy, it actually stopped for like three or four years. Really, everything stopped. I used to have the worst migraine headaches, the worst type of depression. Um, really, really bad stuff. Getting into comedy helped so much of that. Having an outlet and a purpose and... Having the opportunity to make strangers laugh at a competitive high level. Right. You know, just really having a purpose changed so much of my body's uh, weird nicks and knacks. But nowadays when I almost pass out, it's definitely because I've been too busy and I overwork myself. 
Um, but anyway, so I almost passed out again. So I drove myself to the hospital that night. They said I was fine. Everything else was good. My one broken bone came in high school. Uh, um, my girlfriend at the time uh, was um, was dropping me off at home, and I had uh, I had to get my backpack out of the trunk of her car, and she forgot that my backpack was, that she had popped the trunk for me. Uh-huh. So I'm getting my backpack out of the trunk of her car, and she starts to back out at the same time, and I almost made it out of there. Like, I mean, I did, like, a big step back and a big turn, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But at the last second, that, that back tire caught my upside-down heel of my foot. Uh-huh. And two weeks before wrestling season, just cracked. Oh, no. Right up the whole shit. I was in perfect shape. I mean, competitive Ohio wrestling, fucking tip-top. You know, promising year ahead of me, still at a very light weight. With, the, with you know, as you could make, might be able to tell by my weird little build, I was a crazy wrestler because yeah. I have these. I'm sort of blanky now, but back then it was I, was. I had a smaller frame, but still with these crazy shoulders and back, and still with a shocking amount of strength because I looked bony, but. You know, you saw me at the weight gain challenge, let's face it. I'm fucking ripped. <laughs> you are ripped. And uh, so that fucked up what was supposed to be probably a really athletic good year for me. But even then, it was just a hairline fracture. I jumped back in the season halfway through and things were okay. That sucks, though. I heal extremely quickly. I almost never get sick. When I do get a flu, it lasts for about 12 hours. It shocks me every time because I'm always worried that this is going to be the one. Like, right. oh, I am human. Oh, it, <laughs> it just happened a few weeks ago where I literally caught a little flu and I'm like, fuck this. I had a flight that night to Swansea, Massachusetts. So um, I just went to this crazy, you know, one of these little holistic fucking, uh, you know, these places like uh, Earth Bar or whatever. Uh-huh. And just loaded up, got a fucking hundred dollars worth of vitamins and natural things and nasal sprays and, uh, you know, whatever they had to just knock out a flu and clear sinuses. And sure enough, landed in Swansea just fine. Nice. It's been, it's really crazy. I can't wait to see how this story goes with my body. For some reason, when I was young... Really, my whole life, I always thought I was going to die young. Really? Yeah. I was obsessed with it. I mean, just, there was no doubt in my mind. I've always pictured that. I've always been surprised every year that goes on. But I guess I better start getting over it. Yeah. Now you have a wife yeah. and a puppy. Yeah, you're stuck now. Yeah. I always tell John, I'm like, you fucking die. I'm stuffing you. Yeah. I'm putting you on the porch. And every two weeks, your ass better come home with a stuffed paycheck. That's right. And I'm going to put a drawstring in his back so I can pull it. And he'll be like, oh, baby, you look really pretty today. Or, hey, that bit was really funny. I love it. It is crazy. Like, I never thought I was going to quit smoking. But when I met my amazing wife and uh, everything changed. That's what happens. John quit smoking and he's 10 years sober. Wow. So so cool. I had no idea. Yeah, it happens. I love that. His was, we were going through a crazy custody battle, and he was just like, well, I'm not going to let her have anything on me. So, yeah. so I don't even know where to go next. I have so many questions for you. I was like in the car, like, I want to ask him this, I want to ask him this. By the way, congratulations on everything, because that's super cool. The fact that you're taking Kill Tony to London, and then you're going to Ireland. Freaking awesome. Yeah, I'm super pumped. I can't wait to see what these shows are going to be like. Can't wait to hear the fans, hear them chant Joelberg and all the crazy stuff. Really, it's all about the experience to me, you know? I figure all the plane rides now that Red Band, Jeremiah, Joel, and I have been on, why not really have some fun and make an 11-hour flight instead of the janky 5-hour flight that we've already made? 10 times, 15 times. Right. Let's mix it up and just have an experience. So that's definitely what we're doing. Now, do you get a chance to relax? 
Are you like Sam Tripoli? Because I asked him. He was actually one of my first people on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you don't relax, do you? And he's like, oh, no. No. Yeah, no, never, for sure. I, I'm the least relaxed. Other people, you know, I even do more than what people even know. It's right. crazy. I have a whole secret writing career on the side. And, uh, you know, that for gigs that are, that's where I really, you know, really uh do good right is uh is corporate big or you know giant network writing gigs where i'm either ghost writing or i'm just an official writer you know it's one of those things to where you get a gig like that i can't even believe it right no okay i've ghost written about 40 Oh my god. Now, when you ghostwrite, do you put your all into it? Or are there times you've written something and you're like, no, I'm going to keep that for me? Uh, I mean, of course. I'm also writing, you know, mostly jokes about okay. things. Like, they know that I'm not really, like, a, you know, I'm not really in the long form. I'm too ADD for that. So it's like, you know, it'll be like, uh, hey, you know, I'm some fucking oil tycoon and I want to roast my buddy how do I do that or you know and I'll have them send me info on the buddy or pictures of the buddy and you know all that and give me a bunch of background info on the friend or whatever or if it's like you know really a lot of it is around the roast world Uh uh-huh but it's also funny like I've written for the new year's eve ball dropping Oh, that's cool. And I write for a really, really, really popular show called Super Bowl's Greatest Commercials. Okay. It appears every year on CBS. It's the most watched program of the year. It's just a show that's an hour long where they just play commercials, the best commercials of all time. And people fucking can't stop watching. It's crazy. My kids were watching, well, it was the best Christmas commercial last night. Yeah. So that's funny. The people, it's it's unbelievable. It's their most watched program. That's CBS. That's crazy. Now, what do you, you get to do it all, though, but is there anything that you like the best? Like, is there, which one? Yeah, the stuff that I'm not doing is what I like the best. The stuff that I want to be doing, it's like, you know, I want to be running an entire studio or... My friends all have different shows and different buildings, and I get to walk around and see Jeremiah making a hit show and see, you know, whatever over there, and this person here, and, oh, podcasts are over there, blah, 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 blah. Like, I want to be running a gigantic, you know, crazy amusement park, basically, of comedy. <laughs> that sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> I want to be, like, a Willy Wonka type of comedy producing, but... What's that? The hat and all? No, not the hat. Maybe the lip with the, with the <laughs> fake cane and do like... The pamphlet. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun entrance to kill Tony one Monday. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that on uh, January 7th. <laughs> I'm so Come out sad. with a limp and a cane and just do a big somersault and end up at the <laughs> end of the stage. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. What are we going to do? What is your kill Tony going to do for two weeks? Well, they're going to fucking chill for a bit. They've been spoiled rotten this year with can't even imagine how many extra episodes that they've had. I, uh, I skipped out on my Australia, my normal annual Australian tour this year. Right. Um, we're going to do that next year. And, uh, and uh, so we haven't, I don't think I've, yeah, we didn't miss anything. I don't think we took a week off, actually. You took a week off when you were on crashing. Oh, yes, but that was 2017. Was it? Yeah. Holy shit. Yep, because that was at the tail end of the Monster Energy Outbreak Tour. That's true. Oh, my God. So we didn't miss one this year, and on top of that, we did extra shows. Oh, my God. Uh, Detroit, Lansing, Grand Rapids, uh, two Dallas, two Houston, one San Antonio, one in Austin, Portland, uh, Cleveland, um, Indianapolis, or no, Fort Wayne, um, what was the other one, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, uh, uh, yeah, something like that, and, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, we did it in New York City, which we're gonna do again annually, at least, 
and um, in Swansea, Massachusetts. So those are all just extra episodes. Yeah. Flying home every Monday. That's where it gets crazy. The one thing that I do that I've always done is I fly home so I don't miss an episode because I believe the thing is always getting better at building. So it's a blessing and a curse because I get to have a fun show. But sometimes people don't realize that I flew in on that Monday and then I'm flying out on Tuesday morning. Those parts suck. Right. It doesn't happen quite as much anymore because I'm not quite as crazy as I was before I was married. But still it's about to happen in like three weeks yeah doing uh north carolina and then i have to fly back for one day and then i fly to atlanta so that's east coast west coast east coast right that's a that's a rough one but the atlanta you know it's all sort of strategic because like for that one i can do it because the one that i'm landing in is the writing gig you know that's i get that be in a very nice hotel, very nice flight there, very nice uh, gig. You know, I basically get to hang around the Super Bowl arena the week of the Super Bowl before nice. everybody else. I hang Boomer Esiason, and it's extremely surreal. My life is so fucking weird. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Did you know, like when you were little, did you know that you were going to do something? I always thought that there was something special. Like, I was always practicing my autograph, and then people would ask <laughs> me why, and I'm like, because uh, I'm going to need to know how to do this. Uh-huh. Which is something you should practice, because the first time I did an author signing, and people actually came up and bought my shit, I was like, oh, oh, I have to, okay, well, all right. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta commit. Mm-hmm. And my signatures from the first books to now are probably very different. Now I've kind of fallen into who I wanted to be. But yeah, you should. Everybody should practice their autographs because one day somebody's going to ask you to sign the book that you wrote. And like, well, all right, um, sure. <laughs> it's good to have it worked out. It's it good is. To have a good one. It's good to be able to distinguish it. I don't know, back when I was a kid, like, that was a big deal, autographs. Now everybody just wants a picture anyway. It was sort of a waste of energy. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I've never understood the whole picture thing. Yeah. I, I've never, honestly, I've never understood the autograph thing either. Like, ooh, I have their signature, and, okay, you're going to die, and then your kids are going to have to figure out who this 80s star is that they have no idea their name. Like, you know, you don't pass that shit on. Right. It's just like the people who, and I, oh God, I'm probably going to piss some people, the people who cremate their dogs. Oh, yeah, it's frightening. Like, what happens when Grandma Ed, Edith dies and you have freaking Benji's ashes? Are you going to give them to someone? Like, you right. throw Benji away? Like, what the fuck do you do with this right. dog? Yeah, anyone crazy enough to have their dog cremated probably just ends up getting their shit thrown in the dumpster anyway at the very end, right? <laughs> I don't know what else you would do with it. You're not going to put it on the fucking mantle? Like, yeah. who's that? I don't know. My great-great-great-grandma's cat, Mitzi. Like, I don't know why I just killed my dog. <laughs> Sorry, Mitz. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, there's only one way to get rid of a dog. You can bury it in a shallow grave. Everybody knows that. Yeah, exactly. Paws up. Keep those, <laughs> keep those little four paws hanging so that you don't remember where you buried them. Let them just, just slowly rot out. Let the bugs and mountain lions nibble at the paws. Yeah. 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 You don't want to forget where you buried the dog. No, because when you put the next one in there, you don't want to accidentally dig it up. That's right. Gotta have them next to each other. Oh my god, that area is crazy right now for some reason. Yeah. I don't know what's happening there. I was worried actually yesterday. I'm like, this lady's spending a lot of time on that on that area, that scapula or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, did she find something? <laughs> you know, these getting getting this is fun because getting massages are normally one of the most like awkward uh, for me. Like I get like social anxiety uh-huh. on a massage table. With, you know, it's always I don't, I don't know how to talk about this without sounding racist, but it's always like you know the most Asian Asian girls, right? right. Um, and like is that, I mean, you know it's like I can really truly 
never understand them. I already have sort of bad hearing. Me too, and, yeah. And, uh, and, like, I have trouble, my brain has trouble literally just deciphering what they're saying. So I'll say what, like, five times? You have, you know, like, it's like, what? Uh-huh. I can't tell whether they're asking if I have an area where I want more pressure, of an area where I can't have pressure. So I just always say, shoulders, as hard as you can. Shoulders, shoulders, shoulders. And they're like, what if I hurt you? Or whatever. You'll let me know? Like, yeah. But I've never had to let anyone know. No. Uh-uh. That's awesome because who was it? Who did we just? Oh, Kevin Mack. Yeah. He was like, you're strong. Stop. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what it is. He doesn't have enough stress in his life. No. It's too crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not thinking that deep. <laughs> He's got, he's got that hot brain. <laughs> to sit around, smell flowers all day. Yeah. Sit around with the hashtag going on. Hashtag gym life. No, I do. Kill Tony is very hard. I know I keep bringing it up, but it is like my favorite thing ever. That's date night. Like every Monday, our kids know that we do date no, night. No, I love it, of course. And uh, every time, you know, I love the fact that we've built, you know, a regular ship and have like these amazing, amazing you know, fans like you guys and so many others. I mean, I looked out the other night and it felt more like, you know, let's make a deal or something like that. There's a guy in a luchador mask. There's a couple that's dressed alike wearing pink boas and sunglasses. So I tried to get kicked out because they were fucking creepy. Really? Yeah, they were. The guy kept coming up to Cassandra and kissing her. What? And I had to, I actually grabbed his head and pushed him off. And then John looked at him, and then he finally... He just okay. kissed Cassandra? Did yeah, he, he kept coming up to her and, and rubbing on her and stuff. And we're like, you gotta go. Yeah. Jesus. He was, it was weird, and it pissed me off, because it was the one time like I dressed up like a total douchebag. <laughs> and then everybody else did, too. I'm like, okay, all right. I mean, did he say anything when he was doing that? He was just... He was, like, whispering. Did he know her. who she was? No. no. Oh, that's hilarious. He probably thought it was just some hot chick. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> an idiot. And then they were like, you're so stupid. They're all, we're on the list for the comedians. Like, where do we sit? Oh, oh you dumb. You love over there. Yes, please. And they kept trying to sit. Like, people got up to use the restroom, and they took their seats. Aww. And I'm like, hey, guys, those are already sat, and we had to go get security. It was crazy. People were nuts. I wish they would have got fooled. Oh my gosh. Jeez Louise, that's crazy. I wonder how often that happens to Cassandra, where, you know, she goes out and, you know, she's obviously, what's the word, putting on sort of like a show, like, uh, you know, obviously, like, you know, when she's like dolled up like that. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many crazy people just think, like, oh, she must be interested in getting laid because she's showing some skin. Like, it's like, yeah. Well, a lot of it is they don't even treat her like she's a human. They're like, oh, we're taking pictures. Right. And they don't ask. They think that for some reason they feel like they can take more liberties with her because of the way she's dressed. Like, she's like a statue almost. Yeah. You know? like, oh, we can just take a picture of her. Like, okay, be nice. I think that's why she likes the comedy store because all of the comics are so nice to her. Yeah. And treat her like a person. I don't think she gets that for a while. She's out at other parties and stuff. Oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> but I was going to say, I have a hard time because I will tell people at work. They're like, oh, you know, I work on Tuesdays. And they're like, how is Hill County? How is the comedy store? Like, oh, it's so much fun. And then they're like, you know what? I want to go with you one of these Mondays. And then I'm like, fuck. Fuck, I talked it too high. I talked it too <laughs> high. Because then people want to come sit with us and it messes up our dynamic. And Damn it, I don't want you. I don't want to share with you. I don't. I missed the day in kindergarten when you learned how to share. Oh, hi. Hey, Mallory. It's Charlotte and Mallory just showed up. They're back. Mallory, what's going on? Is this your first podcast? No. What do you want to say? Good thing to say. Very that, was, that was her first word. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing 
Right. Why is he all red? You project your not. Your skin is bright red where you need it to be. Well, I mean, I have a lot of uh, a lot of issues, and um, uh, my back's fucked up. It always has been. Do you remember the first time you passed out? Um, first time. That's a good question, actually. Oh. Or any like really good passing. One time I passed out on Valentine's Day. Uh, I was um, I was uh, I was I think twelve, and um, I was getting ready for school, and I was brushing my teeth at, in the bathroom, and I felt weird. And next thing I woke up, and it turns out my legs had locked. I had passed out, and um, I broke my tailbone. <gasps> Because I just fell like straight back, oh. and my tailbone hit the corner of the scale that was up against the wall, mm. and it hit it just right. So actually, yeah, I broke my tailbone. Forgot about that one. Oh my gosh, Tito was telling us that when he broke that one. It's like the worst injury you could ask for. It's pretty bad. I bruised mine, and I wanted to die. Yeah, it's the worst. You can't sit. It hurts to do anything. It hurts to get up. It hurts to walk. Mm-hmm. Um, I end up waking up after all these. It's sort of a crazy thing. It's like, I just wake, if I'm not with somebody, I just wake myself up. Mm-hmm. You just wake up soaking wet. Your entire body sweats out at once. It's mm-hmm. like this self-cleansing. It's like if you restart a PlayStation or something like that. Like, I don't know if that's a good example, but, um, it's like a flush. Your body's like, oh, emergency rants, you know, restarting. This wasn't <laughs> properly shut down last uh-huh. time, uh, so we're going to do a whole, you know, thing. Because end up, I end up soaking wet yeah. every single time. Like, I mean, from every single part of my body. My entire shirt soaking wet, my hair, my neck. Uh, I mean, my... Uh, it, it, it would, one would think that I keep my pants because there's so much sweat from everywhere down there. My toes, everything. You can just feel that your socks are soaking wet now. It's a very weird thing. But it's always been part of my weird anatomy. And some parts of me think that that flush system, whatever my body is doing there, is also one of the things that keeps me from getting sick a lot and, uh... Who knows why my body works the way that it does, but I'd rather have this than a lot of the people I see with sniffling and, uh, you know, yes. just being sick all the time. I know people that are sick all the time, that have headaches all the fucking time. And I definitely would not, I can't be funny and have that shit at the same time. No, having migraines is debilitating. Yeah. I had one this morning. I'm on migraine medication. And yeah, and it sucks because it makes me very flush because, you know, it opens up. The migraine medication opens up and dilates all of your veins and stuff so you, your blood rushes through so it gets rid of the migraine. So I look extremely flushed. It sucks. But it's gone. Like, I'd rather have that than... But I also feel like I'm a little slower when I take them. So uh-huh. But whatever, they're gone. It's gone. The only reason I asked about passing out is the first time I passed out was at band camp. Ooh. Yeah, I locked my knees. So, yeah, that was fun. You get better at it just like with anything, you know. Like when I, when I felt it the other night at the comedy store, you know, you get good at it. So you're like, oh, I got to go sit down. Mm-hmm. And the person's always like, wait, what? If you're with anybody, they're like, well, what, what, what? They are like this, like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, not here. They, you know, it's always uh-huh. both with the Trader Joe's when I was losing blood. And uh, that night, Eleanor, who was with me, they're both, so twice in the same day, I was told, what, not here? From right. Someone, in which it's like, you know, oh. <laughs> you, no, it's happening here. It's got to be here. <laughs> you just don't know what I know, which mm-hmm. is that it's got to be here, or it's... This could be worse. Because you can't... The trick with passing out is, is you're going to be okay. You just can't hit your fucking head mm-hmm. and then, you know, be a vegetable after that. Yep. You have to make sure you get low, so you have to sit down and lean your head up against something mm-hmm. so that at worst, you just sort of fall sideways, which can still be horrible. You know, people don't realize, you hit your head on cement, like, you can really fuck yourself up. Yeah. 
I don't know how kids do it. They must have like extra membranes and shit or protective liquid yeah, or something. They are because they'll break something and fine. Like I've seen my kid fall asleep in a chair with his neck crooked, his foot by his neck. And I'm like, fuck, if I would do that, I would wake up and I wouldn't be able to move for two weeks. And then he just pops up like, hey, mom. Anytime you see one of those videos where a man killed by a punch, uh-huh. you know, it's never the punch. It's the punch that knocks them out. But their head hits the cement and they die. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. And then the difference between a punch knocking someone out and then hitting their head on cement and dying, landing a punch that wasn't even good enough to do any damage and you get beat up. But the difference in that punch is like a quarter of an inch any direction, you know, or whatever. You hit somebody on the chin. Anyway, you don't want your head to hit someone. Now, did you ever get any concussions or anything? Oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. When I went out, ambulance ride from Salem, Ohio. Do you feel, you know how some people are like, I can tell I've had concussions. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that's like a hard call to make. It's, who knows? Maybe their brains are just mushy. You know what I mean? Yeah. How would they, how do they, how do you know what you're missing out on? How do you know what you're breaking? Anybody else in your family have cases? Yeah, my mom and uh, both of my sisters. So you have two brothers, two sisters? Yep. And your mom's name is Joy, which is awesome. Yeah, double Joy. Uh, John's mom's name is Joy. Really? Yeah, I was named after her. Really? Yeah. How's that possible? My mom and John's mom grew up in Cascade together. Really? They were best friends. Yeah, and then John, I mean, I've known John my whole life. John signed my baby book. <laughs> and then he hit on me when I was 18 and I was like ew you're 26 <laughs> yuck and then he hit on me again when I was 23 and he was going through a divorce and I had just moved back from Texas because um, I dropped out of college <laughs> and moved to Texas for a guy I met online oh. and got beat up for three years and then came back and it's okay, I got a villain. He's the bad guy in my book, so it's good. Oh, cool. And I kill him, so. Um, spoiler alert. Inspiration. <laughs> and, yeah, and then John hit on me again, and I was like, can't be worse than the last one. Like, let's try it. Then I can fix you. I did, I did. I walked in, and I'm like, okay, you're going through a divorce. We're going through a custody battle. This is what we're going to do. He's like, okay. Love it. So, I was like, I hope I was Yeah. <laughs> How did you meet Charlotte? Uh, she slid into my, uh, Instagram DMs. Um, uh, yeah, I was just, uh, coming back from, uh, coming back from a tour, and there was a DM from her that said, uh, I love these videos of, it was me and Jeremiah making truck honk. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's like, I love these videos, they make me laugh so hard, I, uh. You know, when someone DMs you, it lands in a request folder, and, you know, you can click on their uh, profile mm-hmm. and see them. And I saw that, you know, she's an amazingly beautiful girl, and uh, said that she lived in Australia, and, uh, and uh, I go, you know, I responded, she was so hot. I'm like, uh, you know, thanks, I'm coming to Australia in a couple months to tour, and she's like, well, I'm actually in L.A., and I'm like, well, that's crazy, because I'm going to be there, I think it was, was, that, was either tonight or tomorrow. It's like, what are you doing tonight, basically, was the thing. Mm-hmm. She's like, not much. I'm like, want to come to the comedy store? Threw her on the list, and uh, was communicating with her via text, and uh, didn't even get to see her before my set. When I walked off stage, I grabbed her and uh, started introducing her to people like I was going to marry her. Aww. We had an extremely fun night that night. Lots of funning. Funning here and funning there. Funning everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, I don't know. It's something. It's a, it's a crazy one, that one. It was. Very special. I just let it happen. I, I just went with the wind on that one. Yes, I was stalking you because I was worried. I'm like, he just got married. That was really fast. Is she going to hurt him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John's fault. You've got to stop momming everyone. I hope everybody. I think everybody was like that with me. Well, I'm with. I'm like that with everyone at the store. I'm like, are you okay? 
Are you fine? Yeah. They, at open mics, I'm Mama Joy. Yeah. Because I'll get extra food, and they know that they can walk by and steal anything they want. Because they're open micers. They don't eat. They're just... <laughs> That's so hard. I know. Like, here, here, you want a french fry? Take a french fry. You want a taco? Yeah. <laughs> but John's like, leave Tony alone. He's a good boy. I'm like, I just want to make sure he's okay. God, it was fast, but it was also fun. I wouldn't change a thing. It's like that feeling of, ooh, this is so fast and wrong. And mm-hmm. It's exactly what made it so fun. It made us feel like we were on a real adventure doing something crazy. It is The fun. fact that not everybody, no, basically nobody knew. Uh-huh. I remember I got a text from Joe Rogan like, hey, what are you doing next Wednesday? And I was like in the parking lot. It was my last time looking at the phone uh-huh. before going into the wedding chapel. <laughs> and I responded like, uh, yes, you know, free on Wednesday, uh, about to get married right now. Yeah. And he's <laughs> like, what? Like, W-U-T. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I'm uh, marrying Charlotte, and uh, that was it. You know what I mean? Like, it was just so, so uh, cool. It was so romantic. It made me so happy. It really was romantic. It was uh, an extremely bonding thing. If you haven't, uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, if you haven't uh, run off to Vegas with somebody a month or two after meeting them, (laughs) I highly recommend it. Yeah. We ran off to Vegas. Really? Yeah. Is that where you got married? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, that's so cool. But we already had a one-year-old. So, yeah, in fact, (laughs) when our youngest graduated preschool, we went to breakfast. You know, just whatever. We're at breakfast. And John said something like, hey, I'm going to do something this weekend. I'm not going to be home. And I'm like, oh, really? Next weekend? And he goes, why? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe because it's our anniversary. And he's like, oh, shit. And then for some reason, John was like, ooh, nine years. And our 10-year-old at the time was like, wait, am I not 10? Am I only nine? I'm all, And he's, like, so upset. And we're like, no, 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 you're 10. Your mommy was just a whore. And then John, out of nowhere, he's like, well, Tyler's 15. And Caleb's all like, yeah, but mommy's not Tyler's real mommy. And then our five-year-old at the time was like, wait, what? What do you mean mommy's not? Like, he was... Just the breakfast of reveals. That's hilarious. But yeah, we ran off to Vegas. We didn't tell anyone. We just asked my mother in law to babysit and took off. Boom. Yep. That's the way to do it. You remember the place where you did it at? We got married at the Sahara. It's no longer there. Uh, we may not be married um, because our very drunk pastor forgot to have the witnesses sign. Oh, shit. So he calls, and we had no idea. Well, I had no idea. He's calling John at midnight. He's like, I need your witnesses' names. And John's like, it's whoever you were working with that day. And he's like, well, I need witnesses, or I can't turn in your marriage certificate. So John gave them his parents' name, and they were here watching our kids. So when the marriage license came in, one, it's the same shaky handwriting for his mom and his dad, and his mom's name is spelled wrong. Oh. So there's a chance that um, we're not officially married. Wow. <laughs> yeah, the witness, <laughs> the witness for our wedding was the uh, was the photographer. Uh huh. Is it the place where we got married for like an extra, you know, the lobby when you're when you get there, you can when you're filling out your thing for like an extra forty bucks, they have a photographer on site that like takes pictures of your wedding. That's what we did, and then yeah. the lady goes. What song do you want to walk down the aisle to? I'm, like, I'm not walking down an aisle of empty chairs. Oh, we did. We did the whole thing. Oh, did you? I oh, did. Oh, yeah. The like, whole wedding song. It was so funny. funny. The place was so old school, Vegas old school, that it was like off of a tape deck. Holy shit, that's amazing. So, like, we're in the back, empty, and not a single person in the seats, and they, uh, what do they call them, ushers? Or, uh-huh. Uh... And uh, the person leans over and like hits play, you know, strategically <laughs> with her index finger, like it's like pointed out, and you see it and just her and I started cracking up, so we're just dying laughing, walking down the aisle. We laughed so much throughout our entire uh, entire thing. We were just cracking up, right, Charlotte? Is that her? No. 
Uh-oh. Charlotte, I'm talking about how funny your uh, how funny our uh, wedding was. That was my episode with Tony Hinchcliffe. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Please like, subscribe, comment on any of our things. YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, anything like that. Anything like that helps us get going. Also, any sponsorship, uh, please contact me at joyshappyendings at gmail.com. Anything like that. Um, I do appreciate it. Uh, My son is talking and I'm trying to get him to shut up. So I hope you guys have a good time and um, see you next Monday.